Welcome to Women Who Sarcast, where we apply the lowest form of wit to the social issues of our time. I'm Kathy Barron. And I'm Debbie Starr, your certified sarcasm specialist. Calling all listeners, calling all listeners. Uh, we need your sarcastic ideas. So you can send us any topics you would like us to talk about on Women Who Sarcast. Um, we'll whittle it down to top three. And then our followers on Facebook can vote um, for the topic for our July 10th show. Bribes will be accepted. Bribes, yes. Bribes, yeah. Pay us to talk about something you want us to talk about. (laughs) So if you aren't following us on Facebook and want your vote to count, go to our Facebook page and like it and follow us. Um, You won't be sorry. And if you are, well, too bad. And uh, Or email us (laughs) your ideas to womenwhosarcast at gmail.com. That's all one word, or send us a message on our Facebook page, which is Women Who Sarcast. Uh, deadline for submissions is June 24th. I know it's kind of short, but um, need them in by June 24th, and the voting will take place that week, June 25th through the 30th. So send us your sarcastic ideas, any topics that are bugging you, doesn't matter what it is, try to keep it you know, somewhat clean. Um, cause it's our job to make it dirty and, <laughs> and we'll, we'll keep you posted on our Facebook page with, uh, what's going on. And we will give it the sarcast treatment, which is, which takes a week. That's right. Do. Yeah. That's why we need it at the, on the 24th. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. We're looking forward to, uh, your ideas because my brain is empty. My brain is empty too. We are empty brains. So fill us back up. (laughs) All right. Today's segment is called Just Because You Can Doesn't Mean You Should. Exactly. Every day I say that to myself. (laughs) So we just compiled a list. Kathy, you want to start us off? Sure. Uh, The first one I have is wearing pajamas and slippers at Walmart. You know, nobody wants to see your Pikachu pajama bottoms and your dog-haired covered slippers when you're walking down, you know, the aisle of Walmart. You know, get dressed like a normal person and brush your damn teeth. It's like, how hard is that? Really. Did this person have curlers in her hair too? Well, I don't shop at Walmart. I've been maybe there (laughs) twice in my whole life. However, oh, so you don't even know I, have, this is a I have seen the memes and the videos and stuff on Facebook. So I know what's happened. I know it's out there. <laughs> but come on, people. Let's get real. Well, you know, at Whole Foods, there's a whole classier kind of pajama. It's a whole different effect. Yeah, they're called Lululemon yoga pants that you can see through and you can see your Pikachu, Pikachu there, too. Oh, travel to exotic places. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Visiting with exotic animals. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, virtue of misapplied yoga pants. All right. Mine, just because you can doesn't... Uh, can't talk today. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. I think putting poison in your face uh, is generally a bad idea. Um, mm-hmm. why would anyone put poison in your face? Well, Botox. Botox is made out of, uh, a poisonous toxin and it's done 
to remove a wrinkles temporarily, a month or two. I don't know how long it, it, it Well, lasts. that's so worth it, though. For that whole month, you don't have wrinkles. Right. Uh, but apparently some research is showing that um, having your face half frozen uh, makes people feel less emotion, which means feeling less um, empathy. And... <laughs> Uh, yeah, less empathy, less able to emote. And um, uh, there's a theory called the facial feedback hypothesis, which says part of the brain wiring has to do with actual um, expressions, many of which are very minute. Um, and if you don't have the facial part, then um, your emotions aren't um, as readily processed or, or felt. Also, apparently, it can... Um, interfere with brain processing and spread the poison to the rest of your body. Mm. So people should note the face is part of the body. The nerves are uh, <laughs> are throughout the body. So if you put poison in one area of the body, it's likely to spread to the rest of the Just something to think about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the Botox they put in their lips, too, to make them... Like more voluptuous, right? Is that the same? Voluptuous, yes. <laughs> yeah, that I never, I don't understand that. I don't, I don't get it. Why balloon your lips? It's not attractive, and, and it's really not healthy. And I'm not quite sure why you would do that. It interferes with pronunciation. <laughs> you know, just smack your mouth once in a while and would swell up. I'm sure that would be the same effect and less side effects. I can smack your mouth for you if you want. I don't charge a thing. And you think about it, if you kiss someone with Botox, they've got poisoned lips. I mean, there's just all kinds of problems. Yeah, that's... So, and it's expensive. So, if kids are listening out there, don't do it. No Botox. Just say no to Botox. That's right. (laughs) Dara's going to have to change their tagline. (laughs) So, okay, next one is uh, people taxiderming their dead pets. Ooh. I mean, taxidermy as a whole creeps me out. You know, the whole, like, dead animal on your wall thing. Just, I don't get it. I'm not a hunter, so maybe that's why I don't get it. But it's like, I don't need to be staring at a deer head. In my living room, regardless <laughs> a friend of, has, a friend of how it got there. Coyote. Coyote. There's a whole coyote sitting on a chair, and every time I go in there, it startles me because I think there's a, it's a really lifelike. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's necessary. I really don't. I mean, why would you want your beloved pet that was once alive, barking, meowing, running around, playing, stuffed, and staring blankly at you for the rest of your life? Hmm. I wouldn't. I would miss them. Yeah, that <laughs> would like people... break my heart every time I look at them. How is that healthy? <laughs> it's not. How is that healthy? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're gonna turn them into your like emotional support animal. How's that gonna work? <laughs> well, because you remember you know. how spunky and lovable they were. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> You could take them on planes more easily. You might have to buy them a seat, though. You probably, <laughs> yeah. 
This is my dead support peacock. <laughs> he wants an aisle. Uh, he wants a window seat because he wants to be able to look out of the oh plane. <laughs> or you can you can clone your dead pet. Peacocks don't really fly, and he's afraid of heights. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or you can clone your dead pet. I mean, once. Oh, really? Yeah, you can take out DNA or whatever they need to clone, and then you can have. Pretty much, it's alive, but supposedly it's the same dog or animal, cat, whatever. There was somebody famous who who did that. Yeah, it's I think I remember Mr. hearing something about that, and it was like, I don't, I don't understand. And they probably named it the same name as the deceased pet. It's like, talk about not being able to let go or yeah. appreciate the cycles of life. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, why? Do you torture yourself and the poor animal? Why aren't you acting like you? You're exactly, I can just imagine my having a conversation with, you know, my poodle who's been alive for 50 years, asking him, why aren't you acting like yourself? (laughs) You have the same DNA. I'm raising you in the same way. What's wrong with you? Well, apparently they're supposed to have all the same everything from the deceased pet. So well, that's a very ontological question. I mean, that begs issues about the soul. Do souls have pets? I, I see Do a, souls a, have a pets? protest group. Or does pets have Do souls? Pets have souls. Do souls have pets? <laughs> True. <laughs> so what's your next one, Deb? Um, I thought this was kind of ridiculous. Okay. So people use their phones a lot uh, too much. So Apple Computer came up with an app to help you monitor how much time you're spending on your phone. Oh, okay. By spending more time on your phone. Well, there you go. So, Makes perfect sense. It's very clever um, with Apple and a very clever marketing to market something that's going to help you reduce. It's going to be healthy. It's going to help you reduce your, your time you know, by putting more time into using the thing that you're trying not to use anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's very clever from their point of view. Right. But just because there's an app, ladies and gentlemen, that claims to help you, think through it first. How is an app that's monitoring how much time you're spending on the phone, you know, going to help you spend less time on your phone? It's another app to check. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It's like a dog chasing its tail. I'm not quite sure. Right. Very clever of Apple. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Interesting. So, you know, you've seen like the toddlers and maybe not the show Toddlers and Tierras. Um, I've never. Um, I have seen it on YouTube. I never watch. I don't watch TV per yeah. se. I just stream everything. But my mom watched it when she was alive. I think it might have contributed to her death. <laughs> well, I'd seen previews and stuff, but it's like. You know, it's hard enough being born into this fucked up world and then you subject your baby or toddler to a pageant. And, you know, I think that a lot of it has to do with the mother. I don't know how many fathers are into that kind of thing, but it seems like the moms are always like living vicariously through their kids. And I think it's pretty selfish for the parents to do that, to subject their baby, especially and then dress up these toddlers in makeup and do their hair. And, I mean, it's just, I don't think it's a good message <laughs> for the kids. Hi, honey, you look great. You look like a four-year-old prostitute. 
Yeah, Fabulous. I mean, it's ridiculous. I think the parents need to be arrested for child neglect and abuse because I don't think that, um, once again, it's not healthy for kids to be <laughs> in that environment of competitive and I look prettier than you at the age of, like, five. Yeah, it does set up uh, a lot of pressure. I saw a couple documentaries. Um, uh, one kid had grown up in that, and she actually uh, had to battle her mom to you know, retire at about age 14 or 15. Because uh, even though she was winning all the time, the pressure of it, I mean, she did enjoy it, but the pressure of it uh, did finally get to her. And so she now is a normal person. Mm. Uh, yeah, I going think to it's college just and, too much pressure. And, you know, society puts pressure enough on kids whether it's sports or academics or, you know, how you look. Um, and I think it's getting worse and worse. And then that's where the bullying comes in. And it's just a vicious cycle because kids think it's okay to do that because their parents are allowing them to yeah. do that. So, Because if you wear your TR at a school, you're going to get bullied. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, moms need to think about I mean, that. a five-year-old doesn't need to have lipstick and eyeshadow on. I'm sorry. It's not necessary. And sometimes they sing really provocative songs that are for um, older people. So, yeah. Uh, the fathers may not be directly involved, but often a lot of, bunch of finance goes to that kind of stuff. And you pretty much, it like dominates their life. So they pretty much have to be in support. Mm-hmm. Um, of it. So it's sort of get on board or get a check divorce. Out, don't see your kid. Yeah. <laughs> and I do think it is due to the mothers living through their kids. Yeah. So, uh, drunk texting. Mm. Uh, I think, uh, we've yeah, all done that one know, time or have, another. <laughs> have more than a drink or two. You just, you don't have any business te- texting. Anyone, I have experimented with this, and the things I've experimented, huh? Yeah, um, when I'm sober versus when I am not, also the timing. So I figure, you know, just leave your phone at home (laughs) if you're gonna go drinking, or you should give your phone to a designated texter. Well, there is an idea you can communicate to your friends who aren't at the bar at you know. 11 or 12 at night, but you have to go through a mediator. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what I want to say. And then the sober, the designated texter will turn it in to something that you're not going to regret. But what fun next- is that? <laughs> then you can't, you know, have regrets well, the I next day them. because you sent a text <laughs> to somebody that you shouldn't have. Yeah, I had to put myself on restriction because I noticed every time I uh, drank, I started texting a friend of mine who um, a lot of time was asleep, you know, when I would t- t- text her. So right. I'm, on, I'm on restriction. Uh, I Saturn. I'm sure there's an app for that where you can, like, lock your help. text or something. <laughs> I prefer the designated texter. I like to get other people involved in my problems. I see. Okay. Create a, a triangle. A triangle. <laughs> Well, I didn't send that. My mm. interpreter did. My well, interpreter. My fault. She, she, she hacked my phone. Foul. I didn't give her permission. So right, do you have a, another time. one, Deb? Yeah. Um, 
I think telling the truth all the time. Just because you can a, doesn't uh, mean you should. Right, right. Some people feel like, oh, we must be honest all the time because that's how we are good people. But I think that's an extremely bad idea, especially if you're in a relationship of any kind <laughs> at all. Okay. So I guess honesty isn't the best policy. No, I think a lot of uh, society runs on a lot of white lies. And uh, uh, I think it's why we can't read each other's minds. And so I would add, just because we can doesn't mean we should. Could should be applied also to any mind-reading technologies that we might want to come up with. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think because, that might be kind of fun to read people's minds, as long as they're not reading uh, mine. <laughs> as long as they aren't reading yours. Right. <laughs> I can somehow put a blocker, a blocker so they can't penetrate. So they can't tell, you know, when you, someone invites you over that you're actually criticizing their taxidermy in your mind and And their clone dog. Yeah. Afraid of their cloned goat. Yes. Who's been alive now 20 years. (laughs) Exactly. I think goats can live that long anyway, but. I had one more. I was going to add something else. This is okay. especially true if you're having an affair. Don't tell. Unless you're planning to break up with your partner, don't tell them. So if you ever listen to Don't tell to them that you're having an affair? Yeah. If you, if you want to keep your relationship, especially if the affair is over, do not tell them. <clears throat> hmm. I'm not sure I agree with that. However, uh, okay. I think most of the time it's better that people don't know that, especially if the person has decided not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So reality shows, um, you know, I, I like them as much as the next person, but there are over like a hundred reality shows on TV right now. And it's a lot of reality. It is. It's bad enough. We got to like real, <laughs> realize our own reality. We got to actually watch other people's reality. Um, now we have 70 more realities we have to deal with. That's awful. Yes. So, I mean, how many reality shows do we really need? Most of them are about weight loss, struggles, you know, talent shows, competitions like Survivor, Amazing Race, uh, dating like the Bachelor franchise and like Are You the One, Um, you know, crime shows like Snapped and Cold Case. I mean, they're like, they run the gamut. There's, you know, the Keeping Up with the Kardashians has been going since 2007. That's 11 years. I have not. <laughs> How do we know when we've reached our goals <laughs> with these reality shows? How do we know when we have had enough reality? <laughs> right. I mean, at what point do you, you know, say, okay, that's enough. Apparently 11 fantasy. years isn't enough for the Kardashians. <laughs> I want fiction. <laughs> Bring me a fictionalized account. Well, the funny thing is, is that a lot of those shows are fairly scripted and then you being an editor, you would know this. They're heavily edited. Right. So, well, I mean, the producers real. definitely have a hand in it, for sure. So. So, yeah, it's a, our opportunity to watch lives that have a poorly written script. <laughs> watch human pathology. Yes. Like, basically, you could just, you know, get on the phone with your friend or go to work, you know, uh, to witness that. Yeah. Well, every day. Is a reality show. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, 
I think there's a fascination with like memoirs and stuff like that, but most of the time people's lives are really not that interesting. Right. So, it's like that I, whole voyeuristic, you know, grass is always greener kind of thing. <laughs> we need more fake shows about fake people doing fake things. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh. I want the hegemony of the unreal. Yeah. Okay. All right. My uh, things that we can do, but probably shouldn't. Uh, drones. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm wondering about this idea of drones, you know, like delivering things to you. Right. You know, in, in an hour. Pizza, books, uh, dating people. I don't know. Can you hook someone up to a drone and just <laughs> drop them? <laughs> drop them. <laughs> I mean, if we can drop I don't know if I would recommend people. it, but uh, there's probably a weight, you know, limit as far as the drone being able to carry someone. I mean, we can drop really heavy bombs on people. Why can't we drop dates on people? <laughs> okay, I think I'm... I'm well, I I'm, think, you know, Amazon definitely takes it to the top because with Amazon Prime, you can get something within like two hours that you order it. It's that whole like, I want it instantaneously thing. You know, instant yeah. gratification, instant, you know, everything. So Yeah, but do we really, really want to be doing more of that? Yeah. <laughs> I right. mean, no patience, ADD. Uh, we see more and more statistics of people having a hard time um, mm-hmm. relating to each other. So there's more time spent at home because um, you don't have to leave the house to go, you know, get your book or get your date or right. get your pizza. Um, yeah, you, so don't, you I, don't even need to leave your house, actually. Right. And, um, I mean, we're exercising less. I mean, everything about this is pretty much, you know, are we going to let companies just turn us into, you know, drone-infused zombie people who have no patience? Well, so far. So far they've been pretty good at doing that, you know. It's because. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Oh, and my last one here, this just cracked me up. This is a real... This is a real thing. Um, there was a couple in Colorado. I think their names were Tanner Broadwell and Nikki Walsh. They sold their they they used their life savings, sold their house, and they bought a boat. Mm-hmm. And then in Colorado, they didn't know how because to sail. you know they live near the ocean. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the first red flag. Sail the boat down to Colorado and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Colorado empties into any ocean. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Anyway, they didn't know how to sail. Oh. So just because you can buy a boat, invest your entire life savings, and then decide to live on the boat and go sailing doesn't mean you should. They wrecked the boat. They had to be rescued. The um, boats sank. And so I was like, holy shit. Well, I, I hope they have good insurance because they're going to need it. And why? Okay. Did they, like, <laughs> not take a sailing class? To... I know. that It boggles the mind, doesn't it? Yes. Very <laughs> well, interesting. Think, you know, they probably knew how to sail on, you know, lakes. Uh, I'm uh, presuming they've been on a boat before. Right. You know, maybe a rowboat. Uh, but <laughs> <Robot>. lake sailing <laughs> and... Yacht sailing. Or yeah, yacht, not the ocean sailing. is definitely a whole other animal. Yeah, it's a whole other banana. Banana mixed metaphors are, are bad. That's another thing you shouldn't do. Just because you can mix metaphors doesn't mean you should. 
Yeah, I, I bet they're, they're rethinking that whole decision. I can't imagine. I mean, have they never been on the ocean? Isn't that scary, the ocean? Yeah. It's, it's large. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I'd like to know what their thought process was through that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, Apparently, somebody gave them another boat. They sold it to them for a dollar. Oh, yes, I did read that, yeah. They have somewhere, you know... To at least live. <laughs> to like live. In a marina really somewhere. Compassionate kind of thing, but holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so the moral of the story is... Just because you can. Doesn't mean you should. should. (laughs) And if if, uh, listeners have more tales of things like this or uh, ideas, we could run this segment again in the future. So feel free to give us more ideas on what you've observed. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of Women Who Sarcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Show music provided by Mike Imbasiani. You can find him at mikeimbasiani.com. That's M-I-K-E-I-M-B-A-S-C-I-A-N-I.com. ¶¶